Hello, y'all, and welcome to Deck Diaries. I am your host and human, Tabitha, and I'm here to take you on a little stroll through my life's diary and the raw, unedited stories from others. Real stories, real humans, real healing, and a whole lot of fuckery all from the deck. Join me and my co-host Meg and other random guests throughout the week as we learn to unfilter our lives, love ourselves a little bit more, and be better humans. To stay up to date on what's coming up on deck, follow us on Instagram at Deck Diaries and on Facebook at, you guessed it, Deck Diaries. Now, kick off your shoes, relax with me, and welcome to the deck. y'all and welcome to another episode of Deck Diaries. I am your host and human Tabitha as always. Megan's in the house. Got some cowbell tonight. A little bit more cowbell. I do love that song. <laughs> That's one of the greatest SNL skits. Yes, it uh, is. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight we have a, a new friend, a mm-hmm. woman that I have met a couple times before. Um, we were we were seated at the Women Lead Change very first conference that I ever went to. We were seated together. Nice. Um, and she is very known in the community and loved. And her and I had coffee last Friday for a few hours and got to know each other a little bit more. Uh, everybody welcome welcome Heather. Hello, Hello. Heather. So Miss Heather is the founder and owner of Lucky's on 16th. Love it. One of my faves. Uh, If you are not from Cedar Rapids, we have a lot of -of out-of-state listeners. Um, Lucky's on 16th is a restaurant bar here in town. I would say more restaurant than it has a bar, but um, that serves some of the most delicious breakfast Uh items. Yeah, for Uh, sure. For sure. Their pancakes Country skillet. Have that tonight. That is <laughs> my favorite. That's your go-to. And the strawberry feta chicken salad. Oh, mm, that oh. sounds yummy, girl. Okay, that's mm. your pancakes yeah. are ginormo. Yeah, they are. they're delish. And the vibe in there is so I. It's just like so chill and like warm and welcoming. That's what I've um, as it's progressed and as we've evolved and how to and tried to do new things. It's really, to me, become about the vibe, mm-hmm. about the staff, about the experience. Yeah. The food's great. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of every aspect of it. But yeah. the vibe is And I always like your servers. Yeah, I'm big they're on, fantastic. I'm big on the servers. I'm big on yeah. the bartenders, the attitudes, yeah. and they're always super, fantastic. super nice. Yeah, your yeah. staff is phenomenal. Yeah. They're always, it's always a Efficient, smile when you walk yeah, in. Friendly. And, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Get her done. We just had a, we had our Christmas party Monday night, and there's a handful that have been there since we opened. Nice. So I think that says a lot. That says business. a lot. And how long has it been, did we say? Um, a little over eight years. Wow. 2015. Congrats so to December make it through the pandemic and oh, rising food prices. Holy shit. I can't even buy Duratio, we're groceries without sweating a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah Duratio. Yeah. Right. Good for you guys. Oh, my goodness. My brother joked and said, I should do like a band t-shirt with all the... (laughs) (laughs) You should. Like a world tour of Lucky's. I don't know if I want to point it out. No, that's super cute, actually. That's a good good idea, brother. That was at a time where I was like, I don't know if I can get through one more thing. Right. You missed the flood, at least. That's good. 
we missed 2008, but in 2016, we had to completely empty the restaurant because there was the almost flood. Yes. And I had to do that yep, at my house because I don't live far from there. Yeah. But we took the doors off. We took right. everything out of wow. there. Wow. A lot of businesses did prep. Yeah. yeah. It was a, well, what was the option? Really yeah. Right. Scary time. So... so Tell the audience a little bit just about you, not just your business, but about you. Like, where are you from? Kids, <laughs> marriage, all that. Just who, right. who's Heather? Who is Heather? Um, well, I am a 53-year-old woman who lives here in Cedar Rapids. She I, looks 43. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have three children, uh, boy, girl, boy. I graduated in 1988 in Mount Vernon, mm. but I've been in Cedar Rapids ever since. Uh, got married in 99 and then got divorced in 07 and been single since. Okay. Nice. So opened Lucky's in 2015. Did a lot of different things before the restaurant business. I would I say sold, be- before you owned the <clears throat> business, what did you do? Yep. I uh, sold real estate for a long time, taught classes around the state um, when I stopped. And then when I went through the divorce, you know, I was a uh, contractor, so I didn't have benefits or anything. Oh, and shit. So that got tough. And then switched gears completely, did some grant writing, uh, worked for Lynn County Public Health or a branch of that, worked for the Department of Corrections doing Ooh. grant writing. It was uh, for CCIA, their hmm. foundation part, and then went into the rest. Then worked for uh, Health Zones. Uh, do you remember when the Blue Zone Project mm-hmm. came through? Yep. Yep. So I worked with businesses and restaurants, ironically. And then right after that ended is when the opportunity came. To Was that these. something that you had your sights set on? Was it kind of always an itch that you wanted to the scratch? Restaurant? Or, yeah. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Where did that come from? Um, I'm not... I mean, I know where it came from. It's really a weird story in my mind in that I've always I've always served and bartended kind of as a part-time job. Mm-hmm. And I was a single mom when my first, my oldest was born and worked a lot of serving jobs. Right. So that part I was familiar with. And then my boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. had a friend who had that building where Lucky's is. Okay. And he wanted to put something in it and basically said we could have it cheap if we wanted to fill it, right. essentially. So it was kind of an opportunity that I didn't know what I was getting into. Right. right. Was he in the service industry as well or? The boyfriend? Yeah. He was selling food. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, we both okay. were kind of. Like Cisco or something? or One of those. Yeah. Not Cisco, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we kind of jumped in just feet first. I wow. didn't have a job at the time. So, okay. It was really kind of looking back on it was really stupid. I didn't <laughs> I honestly I didn't have a I didn't have benefits. I mean I had right. nothing. I went years without health insurance at that time. So, so you had no job and three kids. And Oof. three kids. Wow. Well the oldest was already gone, but uh-huh. yeah, still two at home that I had half time. Right. And yeah, that was a real sacrifice for them because you know, owning that kind of a business, you never really get a break. A break. Yeah. Um, and I was working all the time mm-hmm. because I'm a little bit of a control freak. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But Sometimes we opened it early. You, well. you know, we opened early at six. And at first, before all the COVID ratio, all that kind of stuff happened, we would stay open till two o'clock in the morning. So we were literally. Closing and then opening. Oh, man. You're working 100 hours a week. I was working a lot of hours. And I've always had really good, pretty good staff. Mm -hmm. You know, at first, I I think one of the smartest decisions I made in that industry is I really reached out to my girlfriends who had serving experience or who were serving. And I just asked them, can you just give me one night, one shift? You know, mm-hmm. so I had people in there who knew what they were doing. Right. Not all the time, but at least one yeah. out of five a point person. knew what was going on. That's right. smart. And because nobody's going to leave their good gig mm-hmm. at a restaurant right. for something they're not sure right. is going to make it. So um, that helped a lot. And I Everybody had a lot of support. Everybody was pretty su- supportive. I had a lot of support. Yeah. I had a lot of friends and, you know, people that came in. That's, what do you... 
What do you think your motivation once you like decided, what was your motivation to be like, okay, fuck it. We're going to do this. I'm going to open a restaurant. Um, I just, well, I'm, I'm competitive and I'm a control freak. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't want to jump into anything and not make it. Right. I think I would have jumped out had it not worked. You know, I, I would have given it a chance, Mm -hmm. but um, I knew I could do it. I knew I had the skills to do it. I enjoyed it. I liked the flexibility minus the monopolizing of my life. Right. Uh, it wasn't until my kids got close to graduating that I was like, okay, I haven't taken time off mm-hmm. at all. You yeah. know, we were there. My kids didn't like going to eat there because people would constantly be talking to me. You know, it kind of took away right. from our quality time. But, uh, yeah, I just, I kind of went in 100%. And if it was going to fail, it was going to fail on my shoulders. Right. Essentially, so. Was the um, was the ex-boyfriend slash business partner, was he pretty upfront and in person too? Or was he more behind the scenes, like with the ordering or? Um, he did a lot of the kitchen okay. stuff okay. to get us up and running. And then at one point... I don't know if you remember, we opened a location in Fairfax. And then he, yeah, it didn't I last didn't know very that. long. <clears throat> it was only there like a year and then somebody wanted to buy it. So we were okay. like, bye. <laughs> but he was running that one. Okay. And then he has since opened his own place. And, okay. So Lucky's was essentially your baby. It's always been my baby, yeah. 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 Okay. Did okay. you choose the name? Yeah, we all did. Me, him, and then we had some friends. We just did brainstorming. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I wanted to do, which we did event. Uh, initially was the game. I don't know how long ago you guys came, but early on we had board games everywhere. I remember. And it was really like I wanted it to be a place where people came and put their phones down and enjoyed each other. Well, of course, during COVID and all that, we got rid of the games. But that was kind of the brainstorming. Um, We went everywhere from cards to games to... And then one of our good friends landed on Lucky's Mm -hmm. and then... Rest, as they say, is history. And yeah, it's on, six, it's it's on 16th. Yeah. So lucky's yep. on 16th. Yep. My son loves going there because he loves to play the Trivial Pursuit while we're waiting. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I do and love I, it when I those are suck at, the... at Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> I do love it when there's just like a little game at a table. Right. Yeah. Like that's always just a nice little perk when you're having yeah, breakfast for or sure. lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wrote, I wrote in my diary. Like, what steps? did you take to make it happen? Like if if a, another man or woman is listening to this episode and they've always wanted to open a restaurant or any any small business, really, it doesn't matter if it's restaurant or not, like that red tape that you have to get through. Yeah. Like just a synopsis of. Well, it was all learn as I went. As you go. To be honest, there was no kind of book. There was no, you know, you had to get a, liquor license and you had to have the health department come and the building department come and the fire department come. I mean, at this point, are you just like Googling like checklist to open a restaurant? Because that's what I would do. That's (laughs) what I would do. Yeah. A lot. Okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. And Googling best steps. Right. You know, I mean, I, I remember the first day we opened and when we first opened, we opened, it was a couple weeks that we didn't open until three o'clock. Okay. I didn't want to do lunch. You know, I'd worked in the business world, so I knew if you messed up lunch, people wouldn't come back. Right. So I didn't want to do lunch until I knew we could get people in and out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was a couple weeks. We started at 3, then moved back to 11, and then it was probably, we opened in December, I think it was March, that we started doing breakfast. Okay. Wow. And I wanted to do six o'clock because when my daughter had volleyball, my son and I would take her to practice in the morning and there was nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And her practice was at 6.30. So we would sit in the parking lot at Riley's on Boyson Road and wait, literally be sitting there when Amy would open the door. And wow. We were like, hey, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> we're here. Because they didn't open till seven. Probably. Right. I, yeah. And I lived in Cedar Rapids. They went to Linmar. So it was a drive. It's not like I could just leave him in bed and come back right. and get him. Yeah. So I knew there were people out there that would come in at six, which they do. Right. Um, But yeah, it was really, it was scary that first day. I didn't know how to do, you know, the banks or the 
money, you know, what do you do? Just take all the money and right. run the bank. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know like, either. Like how much, how much change do you keep on hand? Exactly. Exactly. All the things now that kind of come as second nature. I just remember. <laughs> and then unlocking the door the first day and Oh my God! Even get even. What if nobody called? Right, right. You know, what if? Did you do a lot of advertising, or was it mostly word of mouth? I have done primarily Facebook. Okay, and it has been a godsend to me. I mean, I just don't know in a different time Mm -hmm. how you know how that would have worked. The penny saver. Yeah, (laughs) we talked about that when we had coffee. The tidbits. Yeah, (laughs) tidbits. And either you get everybody or nobody. Like people know where to go. You know, and if you don't have a way to, when we were growing up and there wasn't a way to tell people, you just had to know to go. So right. yeah. hope that you were the place uh-huh. that people wanted to go. Well, and, and I would say just from the business owners in town that I know, men and women, um, like reaching out to your community for that, we'll call it free marketing and mm-hmm. advertising is huge. Um, even if you can get the news to do a story on you or like uh, Economic Alliance, uh-huh. the city of Cedar Rapids, like kind of lean in on those things is what I've been told. Does that? Uh- um, I haven't really done a lot of that. That being said, I have a lot of good relationships with right. uh, different people in different organizations. Um, we start doing our, we do a Wednesday night bingo that we partner with a nonprofit and so that week is kind of dedicated to them. That day is definitely dedicated to them. Mm-hmm. But kind of pushing their cause, uh, getting their people in, it's a win-win. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and say we just give back to them. You right. know, I mean, the idea is we get new customers to come in. Right. And then, you know, they're advertising us. Hopefully we get some people who go, oh, my gosh, I've never been here before. Right. I love it here. Right. And um, And then they get you know, a portion of the sales. And you donate a portion of the sales for the entire, entire day, day. Mm-hmm. of Wednesday. Wow. Not and just amazing. Bingo. And yeah. a portion of the sales, not profits. Because I learned early on that one of the ways that you could give less money is, say, a portion of profits. I always look at that when mm. I'm, um, because the profit in a restaurant is, is less than 10%, the sales. Right. right, you know. On average, so well, no, we do, we do the sales. Very so. generous. So and we give our profit basically. Away. And yeah, I think you thus far have given to like twenty-one different. Yeah, charities. we just started mid-summer already. Yeah. Wow. So over thirteen k, about. Yep. For that, that for Wednesdays, yeah. That's amazing. That is. Yeah. Good for you. And we're booked now through April. So if anybody's listening and they have a nonprofit, okay, they just need do. to. Message our Facebook page. No, do not call me. <laughs> so any nonprofits do not out there, do not call the restaurant. Don't call Heather. But yeah, they but you can, can message, message Facebook. on Facebook. Basically, is what okay. We do. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And then they just in the food. The menu is regular, and yep. just go in there yep. and play a little bingo, eat some food, yep. and raise some money. Yeah. Tonight nice. we have a Linearia Credit Union, their teacher store. Oh, nice. So, that's nice. Yeah. That's important. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, now that we don't record every Wednesday, I want to hit up some... <laughs> go down. Go down and hit up some bingo. Heck yeah. Um, Speaking of menu... Yes. How did you come up with the menu? Right. Because I love your menu because there are a lot of options, but it's not too overwhelming. I cannot stand a huge menu. That, yeah. It's like a turnoff for me, and then I'm like, I don't know what I want. Right. I don't want anything I'm now. Right. Yeah. Um, so the X had, Uh you know, a lot to do with that. And then when we first opened, we only had three things. Really? Yeah. So a lot of the menus build your own. Okay. So you can get mac and cheese and we have all these, um, ingredients. Okay. A burger. So every, a lot of it's build your own. Right. Why not just get what you want? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so we only started with, man, I think it was mac and cheese a burger and maybe chicken. Okay. Okay. Was it? And then the sides. And you so were So to open me it from... looks huge now because uh-huh. right. It was so little when we started. Yeah. Um but we've just added stuff based on, you know, customer requests. Um we do restaurant week and sometimes we'll try stuff with that. Mm-hmm. I do some monthly stuff that we can switch up. Okay. So the menu has really been kind of organic, you know, it's kind of come with 
just ever ever changing. Yeah. And I I agree. I don't like a big venue, but it just makes me laugh because it feels big to me. Yeah, that's what he said. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Also, shout out to your bar because a couple of those cherry lime mules and Maggie goes back home and takes a nice little nap. I love those things. So as you as you got into this, like I wrote down juggling business and family mm-hmm. advice. And I think that any I'm not, and I'm not taking away from men, but um any woman working full time deals with this, let mm-hmm. alone like what my best friend owns a salon in town and I watch her just try to juggle her family and her business and then you got personal time, your own damn time. Right. Mm-hmm. So how did you maneuver through that then versus now? Like, I know you probably don't have it mastered still yet. But <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know that I've ever gotten. I don't gotten know it? if there's an answer to that. I mean, I'm half giggling when I say get a divorce. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, my ex-husband is fantastic. But we had the kids half and half. So I felt like I was more, our time was very quality because I did have that time. Scheduled. Yes. Um, They would probably argue differently. Right. The kids. I I don't know what the answer is. Not open a business. I I just, it's so hard to do that. Um, and there are a lot of sacrifices that I don't probably think different you, for everybody. Yeah, and Everybody's, I just don't think you understand until you get into until it. You do it. Mm-hmm. Um, a business though that's open at six a.m. till two a.m. is different than a business that you can do at home or eight to five right. or mm-hmm. have a store that you know maybe you're only open a few hours a day. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't. My kids were older, so they could drive. So right. that yeah. helps. My daughter could drive, and that definitely helped. They weren't littles anymore right. by then. I so. don't think I, I don't know that I could have. With littles, yeah. I don't know. Are you currently the sole owner? Yes. Okay. Do you yeah. have, like, a store manager or anything like that, like a good support staff? I, do. I mean, you have a great serving staff, but. Huh. Really? Yeah. I have a general manager. Okay. Um, and then a bar manager, bar night manager, and then I have a kitchen manager. Okay. Oh, all women. And you. You can trust all of them, so that takes mm-hmm. a little bit of... Eases your stress. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and my general manager has been there probably seven years out of eight. It's almost since she's the beginning. She's grown up there. Yeah, she's 30 now. So. Wow. Yeah, so she's she's learning the whole juggling. Right. I mean, I would say... She has I would. I would say you could compare it to a household. Like, if you know that you can depend on your spouse. Right. Just like you can depend That's on a your fair point, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if you can depend, it, I mean, I was in a marriage where I couldn't depend mm-hmm. on my spouse, which just makes the stress and the weight of everything a mm-hmm. hundred times amplified. Because I know that I have to fucking do it. Right. I have to figure it out. I have to do it. But to be able to like whew, take mm-hmm. a breath because you have a good staff and a good support system. Right. Definitely probably helps. Yeah. 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 And I think setting your expectations accordingly. Like at what what are people's capabilities. Right. And not expect things that maybe isn't in their personality. You know, don't expect somebody who's non-confrontational to deal with manage people issues. and deal with somebody who didn't show up. So you know? knowing them as people, not just employees. And we do try, yeah. And we try to do that. And we do, at least I do with my manager and kind of down the road is mentoring. I mean, I want everybody to do the best at whatever it is they want to do, whether this is just a stop or this is a career. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think both, I'm, like I said, 53, she's 30, and she's gone through kind of the same struggles that I went through older, which is people expect you to have a college degree, Mm -hmm. and this isn't a real job, per se. And I think getting past that, and once you can get past that, and treat it like a job, mm-hmm. then it's it's very rewarding. Yeah. I, I wrote that down with our combi- coffee conversation that we had is you said something to the effect of like people changing their mindset of I'm just a waitress or mm-hmm. I'm just a restaurant mm-hmm. manager. Right. Like that can be a rewarding, lucrative 
career. Mm-hmm. And we not, should never I'm say just. That's, that's what I wrote down. Like <laughs> you were talking, like people say, just, you're yeah. just a restaurant manager. Mm-hmm. Right. So your restaurant manager is doing really, really well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and she has herself a fantastic career at a fantastic company. Right. And I think is very proud of where she is. I, yeah. I tell her all the time. I mean, I am, I am crazy proud of that place. Right. I'm proud of my staff. I'm proud when people come from out of state and find it. I'm proud when, you know, I just, I, I'm very happy with, with what we've built. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't think you ever can say just in just any career. Yeah. Right. Um, but that seems to be a career that people look down on. Yeah. I am an office manager at a medical office mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we've had to hire many people and, um, one of the owners made a comment one time, oh, you know, she's a bartender or whatever. And I was like, that makes her go to the top of my list. Right. You can multitask. You can yeah. deal with difficult people. You're on your feet. You're hustling. Mm-hmm. Like, do not poo-poo that ever. Right. And right. they have never poo-pooed that again. <laughs> yeah. Bar- right. Anybody that works in the service industry, like... I think everybody should at some point in their Ooh, life. Good call, yes. Cause Give it a month, man. Yeah. Because bartending ain't no is. joke. Mm-mm. No. It's no joke. Even, um, you know, I've I've been a server. I've never been a bartender, but I even was the... Um, like the hostess, you know, filling the ice uh-huh. for the bar and, you know, clearing dishes and all that stuff. Like even that, I was running my ass off. Oh, yeah. And you got to do it all with a smile. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And people yelling at you. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right. So. How, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I wanted to touch on when you opened, it was you and a partnership. Uh-huh. And then when did, how and when did that dissolve? So, um. Because now you well, are it dissolved sole, when the relationship when the relationship dissolved. Dissolved. yeah hundred okay. percent and the relationship dissolved pretty um, unhappily okay that's if you fair will. yeah that's fair um, and so it was it was tough because you're not just leaving um, a relationship but your your baby's at risk you now too. have an asset together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it was um, at times ugly. And it was at times very trying. And and at times it was, I don't know what's gonna happen here. Right. Which one of us is gonna get, you know? Right. Because it is it was a just like a divorce. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a who gets what and who has to pay what right. to have. We've talked did about you, what that a they lot. want. Did you guys figure this out or did you have to get legal involvement? Um we <laughs> we kind of figured it out. I didn't we figured it out. Okay. I agreed to the terms. Okay. And then I found an attorney to write it up because I wanted to make sure if I was going to do that. Right. That it was solid. Good for you. Good for you. So, so then when did you take sole ownership? Um, so that was after COVID. So we had been kind of in the process and then COVID hit. Okay. And then it got then it was really tough because I needed money to buy it and nobody wanted to bet on a restaurant. Right. So... Because you changed your hours because of COVID too, right? Is that when you <clears throat> decided to not be open as yeah. a bar hours? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. We decided then, well, when we reopened, you know, we were closed for three months or whatever mm-hmm. that was. Did take out for a while and then, um, yeah, decided nine o'clock, now we're at 10, but... Much more doable. Right. right. You know, so doors close. So from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. And that was a COVID decision or? Um, it was kind of a, yeah. I mean, it was like, it helped. okay. Yeah. It was like, okay, let's do, do some change. Again, I said a blessing I, in disguise. Yes. Probably. Because I view Lucky's on 16th more as a restaurant yeah. than a bar for yes. sure. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, people. And that's what I want to be. Right. That's, right. <laughs> I am you very happy. You deserve great drinks, that. though. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of drinks, let's talk about your Bloody Mary. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yes, please. Give that a shout out. How did that... Because so, you guys have always just had good Bloody Marys. We've always had good Bloody Marys, but we... So we had a mix that came out of Templeton, Iowa. And I found it when we first opened. I found it at the Cedar Rapids Farmer's Market. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. 
Never opened it. It was in my fridge. And then when I went to open Lucky's, I was like, I got, I want to have a good Bloody Mary. Right. We're going to do breakfast. So I had a bunch of different kinds of Bloody Mary and I was doing taste tests mm-hmm. with my people. And I was like, oh, I have this one in my fridge. It was called Madame Mary's. So got it, loved it. Everybody loved it. It was fantastic. So was selling that and then COVID hit and then they weren't... They weren't even making, they weren't manufacturing. Um, They didn't have it anymore. So we found another one out of Des Moines. It's okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Um, We dressed it up, you know, Mm -hmm, made it taste good. Then they quit making theirs. Oh, shit. (laughs) So then I went back to, then we had to just get one of the store-bought ones and that that I didn't like. and Ziggy Zags or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, that what it, I don't know what it's called, been, but yeah. Zang Zang yeah. or Zing something. Zang, yeah. Um, so then I I went to the guy, the family who had that Madame Mary's. Okay. And I thought, I don't really want to do this on my own. Like, can I buy your business? Can I buy your recipe? Like, is it for sale? Is it not? They didn't want to sell it, which they're a young family. I'm sure they will do something with it right. in the future. So I was like, okay, well, I tried. So then my boyfriend and I went to Galena, ended up going to a, I think it was Bomb Brothers is the name of it, but it's a vodka place. And they were selling Blight Mary Mix. So I was like, oh, where do you get this? You know, who does it? And they gave me all their contact information. I called the bottler. I said, I have a recipe. You know, what's this going to take? Mm-hmm. Much like opening a restaurant, I had no idea what what I was getting into. But we did the steps, you know, you had to get a barcode, I had to get labeling, and then the labeling was, you know, they put the recipe together and do the nutrition facts and Mm -hmm. all that. Had to order 4,800 bottles of the Bloody Mary mix. And where did the recipe come from that you landed on? It was a recipe that I had. Just your own recipe. Sweet. Okay, well, it's delish. Thank you. So, yeah, so we started bottling that and came out in December. It's been very well received. Do you have um, goals for that to grow, like to put that in high V's retail <laughs> Probably stores? Probably eventually. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, still not figuring. You know, so for right now, it's what I'm just doing. your mix that you guys use. Correct. It's, do you sell it like if somebody yes. came into Lucky's and yep. asked for a bottle? Okay. Yeah. And if a restaurant wanted it or anybody else wanted it, basically, especially around here, it's like I'll sell it to you for what you're already buying yours for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we do use it. We sell a lot off the shelves. Nice. So, yeah, it's been a yeah, it's been nice. I have a a friend, Brian, mm-hmm. uh, my Mesty, who uh, with another gentleman started a guacamole business. Oh, huh. And they ended up in Walmarts and stuff like that. So if you ever need yeah. advice or help, reach out. <laughs> Brian would glad to give you the awesome. the highs and the, the highs and the lows right. of getting it to retail stores and stuff right. like that. Because yes. it, it seems a lot. He calls me a lot for different advice on I've, you know, kind of <laughs> taken the steps with him through right. the whole process. And it's a lot. It's yeah, a it lot. Is. Yeah. It's, it's it's not just coming up with a recipe, that's for sure. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and then you got to make sure legally that you're, right. you know, following the steps. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So COVID ended up being a good thing for you guys. I so, we- yeah. I mean... <clears throat> I wouldn't ever wish that it happened again, right. obviously. I think that for us, I think that we were established enough that we didn't, we weren't going to lose any business. But one of the things that COVID did for us is everybody was getting takeout. And I think that we got a lot of customers, new customers from people who were like, well, we're already driving to go get food. Let's go try this Lucky's. You know, and I kept up the social media all through COVID. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I haven't ever stopped. So we got a lot of people through our Saturdays and Sundays. We had like, I wish, I wish that I had filmed it. Mm -hmm. So we, I had the same amount of staff in there. One person would answer the phone. One would hand it over to somebody who'd put it in the register. Then they'd go. I mean, it was literally like a factory. Assembly yeah. line. And then, yes. And then they'd run it out to the cars. It was I, Again, I wish I had it on camera because mm-hmm. it had to be something to watch. It yeah. was really well organized. Um, but I think that's kind of the thing we have going on there. People will come in and go, 
on a weekend and go, it's just like a well-oiled machine. Like everybody's because everybody is. works together. And yeah. There's no bickering and there's no nobody helping each other. And right. Not that we don't have our moments, which, you know, we everybody do, but is, yeah. just like a family. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting kind of thing to watch, especially now that I can sit back because I do have staff. I don't serve anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can kind of sit back and watch what's going on. And it, it really is kind of fun to watch. Yeah. It's one of those where you always know on weekends there's going to be a little bit of a line at Lucky's, yeah. but it's because that shit's good. <laughs> right. and, and you do move people through there very quickly. Yeah, I try. mean, it's not a huge venue, but right. um, yeah, it just works. Yeah. It's like the perfect size. And, and speaking of... You can call ahead seating now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I did. I, I, in my in my Google research mm-hmm. of her on the website, I seen that Call you guys ahead. added that yeah. like half hour before. We su- I suggest a half hour. You know, if you have more than eight people, you should probably call an hour before. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's and they'll just put you courtesy. on a list yeah. at least. Yeah. yeah, and you can get on. <laughs> super complicated, but you can get on a wait list online on Google. You go in to reserve a table and there's a place to get on the wait list, but just it's call. too complicated for me to try to explain it right. to people. So yeah. just call. Like, just call. We answer the phone. Right. Always. Because yeah. I've called before. Yeah. And- yeah. And speaking of staffing, mm-hmm. uh, we already touched on your amazing staff, but just as someone who is in management, it's hard to keep people happy. And especially in the service industry where it's like a revolving door. Mm-hmm. Like you see some places where you never see the same people. Right. Um, how do you have any thoughts on how you keep a staff in that industry happy? Is it literally just personality and everybody meshing well and the bad ones weed themselves out? Or what do you do to maintain that vibe? I think that's a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we hire people, we're like, you know, 30 to 90 days, like, mm-hmm. if, if it's not working out. Right. And <clears throat> that's where my general manager's pretty been, you know, excelling as we go along mm-hmm. is she tells people that up front and she will tell them, it doesn't happen very often, but, you know, this just isn't a good fit for you. Right. You know, in a service industry, you can't call in. You can't. Mm-hmm. I've tried to make it as much... I think you and I touched on this a little bit at coffee, but I've tried to make it as much like a real job Mm -hmm. as any other job. So we have benefits. Um, We do one-on-ones. I have health insurance. I have dental insurance. I have an IRA that I match. I have EAP plan. Wow. So my expectations are that you treat it like you would treat another job. And it may not be the place for you if, if you want to float around. Right. If you want to be a server that... Just job jumps. Yeah. And we rarely, we will take somebody back maybe once or twice because it's like a family. Right. But we're very forgiving. So for you to leave Lucky's, there was probably a reason. Right. If you didn't, you know, have a career or, you know, we have lots of people who come back. You know, at our Christmas party Monday, I had three or four gals there who have gone on to other jobs, but they still work. You Every know, once, once in a while, while yeah, pick up shifts or whatever. For you. Yeah, That's so cool. um, when I'm offering all those things and I try to pay really well, and I mm-hmm. when we do the one on ones, you know, all I know is their credit card tips, obviously, but right. I can tell them what they make per hour, mm-hmm. and I always do that. So I'm like, okay, so this is what you're making. Yeah, this is what you're making in benefits, and again, we want something back. Right, right. I want you to. Do your job when you come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not tolerant of looking like you just rolled out of bed. Right. I'm not tolerant of walking in 10 minutes late every mm-hmm. time that you work because right. that's not what I would put up with. But at any if other I had job, a company job, I was going to say at yeah. any other job, that's not okay. No. So, like you said, right. back to that, it's just <laughs> a waitressing job, or it, but you shouldn't treat it that way. Right. Yeah. Like, but I shouldn't as an employee either. Right. Or as an employer. Right. I shouldn't right. treat No, and you way. don't. And no, that's I don't. fantastic. Yeah. Like when you told me all the benefits and everything that yeah. you provide to your employees, I was blown away. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can't expect them to treat it like a real job if, if I'm don't. not treating them like real employees. Yeah. Right. So I want them to be pr- as proud of it as I am. Mm-hmm. I want them to be as proud of working there mm-hmm. as I am to own it. Absolutely. I want it to be theirs. I mean, they'll never have the risk 
that I have, but I want them to feel like it's theirs. Like right. they, that we got have some it skin together. in the game. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And I know you said, um, you mentioned earlier that you have an all woman staff. Just uh, management. Management. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. that uh, premeditated or just that just organically happened? Um, no, it was pretty organic. Okay. I think. Um, you know, I ran the show myself for a long time. And right. Then when I moved my manager up, and then, um, you know, those were the people that Fit. serve the job. Right. Yeah. You know? I know you and I touched on um, men versus women in this whole realm of owning a bar restaurant and how like what what your perspective maybe is on that and I would like to bring up too that I think it's it's funny that I had this written in my diary I don't know if have you guys seen the news all over today about the Barbie movie I wondered if you're bringing up yeah. yes because have you have do you know no. okay so the Barbie movie was nominated for like eight different Oscars that's picture the movie uh, right yeah. but the director, who mm-hmm. is a woman, yep, and Margot Robbie, Robbie who Robbie. plays yeah. Barbie, uh-huh. were not nominated for anything, but, but. Ryan Gosling <laughs> was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. So in a movie about women Patriarchy. empowerment, wow. correct, the women don't get nominated. Yeah, What made the movie the movie... <laughs> the women that made the movie, I mean, it said it grossed like over a billion dollars. It was insane. And two of, I would say, the most important women that made the movie what the movie is, the director and mm-hmm. the lead actress, mm-hmm. didn't even get a nomination. And that's not to Ryan Gosling's fault. That's right. to yeah. the Academy's right. fault. But like, holy shit. To be fair, they both got nominated, but in different categories. Right. I think um, Margot Robbie got nominated for producing, mm. and Greta for the adapted screenplay, but not for the movie no. itself. To your point, it's, right? It's wrong. I just right. I don't want people calling right. you going. Yes, well, they did. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Well, and I know like uh, not gonna call me. Amer- Fake news. America, America. <laughs> Ferrera. She yeah. was nominated for Best Supporting Actress mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, it, I think it was just kind of slap in the face that Ken got nominated, right. but not uh-huh. Barbie in the Barbie I movie. Know. Yeah. So like Bizarre. what what's I know you and I touched on it briefly, um, and we kind of were running out of time with coffee, but like how is it to be a woman business owner in your industry? Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's interesting. I told you this at coffee. I don't have any it's not so much, well, sometimes it's blatant, but it's not always blatant as much as it's a feeling, you know, um, like, so right after we met, we had food vendors come in. Okay. And it just so happened we were having our manager meeting that day. Mm-hmm. So I uh, had the gals sit in and and the head of sales was so condescending. I was, <laughs> I mean, there were several times I was like, Dude, you know I own this, right? Like, like I don't right. know who you think you're talking. It was right. just, it was really, um, and I, I know that as we all do as women, you know, I'm trying to be nice. I don't want him to think I'm a bitch, yes. but I'm like, I was annoyed, and so. I was but like, we're always a bitch, right? Yeah. Because well, we're women. Yeah. If you're not nice, you're a bitch. If you're a man, you're a good businessman, right? right. If if uh, he walked in and treated another man that way, he wouldn't. That he would, yeah. but if he did, the guy would be like, uh, get the fuck out of here. I, right. I'm not giving you my business, right. I'm not 100% having your pockets 100%. And, um, back when I owned it with my ex, mm-hmm. they would say to me things like, well, we better check with him first or Ooh. whatever. And I was like, I mean, I can remember one or two times going, you understand that I'm the one making the decisions, yeah, right. right? And like, right. are you vocal about it? Are, do I would you have say a things hard time? like that. Okay. Uh, one, of the, one of the reps was a woman, and she was like, I know, but they need to... They were, there were a couple of them that are either intimidated or scared of me because they would walk in and I go, <laughs> well, he was in here. He never talked to me. Well, yeah. he says he wants to talk to you. I'm like, well, I'm here. Yeah. I don't know why he's not talking to me, but huh. the the let me check with your boyfriend comment would have because I I've had that happen to me multiple times in my uh, adult lifetime of well do we need to check with your husband or do we need to check mm-hmm. with no 
Oh, I had that happen buying a car. Yeah, I was just going to say my coworker had that happen had buying happen. a car. Really? I was uh-huh. furious. And that was when I was the primary. Uh-huh. I was like, really? <laughs> I had okay, um, good luck with that because now I'm not buying one here. Right, exactly. I had a business meeting uh, once not too long ago, actually, <clears throat> where it was me and my superior and another man. And we walked into the meeting and when introductions were taking place and it was, this is your new person, the people that, the men that we were meeting with immediately darted their eyes and went to shake the hand of the man standing next to me when it was me. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I, I will say my superior was quick to say, no, it's <laughs> Tabitha, actually. Right. And they were all just kind of like, and it's like, and it was just, it was kind of a wow moment of Jesus. And good for him for speaking he up. He did. Mm-hmm. Like, bravo yeah. to, yeah, he's he's amazing. I couldn't ask for a, a better boss. Um, well, and I think that It was anymore, uncomfortable, though. Yeah, I think anymore you find one or the other. Because right. people are either strongly... Um, supportive, right, or the opposite. Right, like they got up and left, and he goes, "Bye, girls." I see. I go, "Did he seriously just call us girls?" Wow. Uh, my, I was like, "What just happened?" My, uh, my, <laughs> my best friend. This was after I was already annoyed. I'm yeah. like, "What just happened?" My best friend that owns a business that happened. Um, they were dealing with a contractor, and he said something to the effect of oh, well, hey, girls, or, you know, something. And she's like, it just kind of rubbed me wrong. Like, yeah. And I don't, I don't know I don't if it would I don't think they mean anything. I don't either, and I don't think it would have bothered me as much had he not been so condescending through the entire meeting. Right. Her as well, too. The had contractor was a total said that, dick. Who is, you know, right. supportive of women. Mm-hmm. Um, or my stepdad who never would say that but let's right. just say he did right. he wouldn't mean i just would know that that's it's circumstantial yeah, yeah. It was, right it was yeah it just, the contractor like, they were dealing with was a condescending ass yeah. too so then when he said it she was just kind of like you right dick. fired yeah it like was, yeah, very uncomfortable um you talk to me about knowing your worth yeah let's touch on that what about it? <laughs> I mean, we all need to do that a little bit more, right? It's, yeah, I don't think any of us know um, our worth. Know our worth. I I think there's a lot of uh, self talk. I think that um, you know, I I struggle with it. I think on the daily, you mm-hmm. know, not both personally and professionally. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I mean, do we ever feel? I can't speak for men because I'm not one, but I can speak for a lot of women that I know. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we ever feel like we're doing a good job? If I'm doing a good job at work, am I taking away from my kids? If I'm taking away from my kids, am I, am I, or if I'm spending too much time with my kids, am I not spending enough time with my boyfriend? Mm -hmm. If I, you know, do I ever feel like I'm worthy of, you know, I struggle daily or weekly at least now that, everything's going to come crashing down. You know, like, not, you worked hard for this. This right. wasn't, yeah. this didn't just happen. Right. I was going to say, know, knowing, I worked really hard. There, there, there was, the reason I brought that up is because there was a smidge of when you decided to jump in feet first to this Lucky's, you knew your worth for a second because mm-hmm. you told yourself, Oh, I can, no, I can, I can fucking I do this. I knew I wouldn't yeah. fail. Yeah, but then but we doubt I, ourselves. So yeah. I knew I wouldn't fail at the restaurant. Like, right. if that's what I was putting my everything into but then in the meantime am I feeling it parenting mm-hmm. right and then at the meantime I did have relationship fall mm-hmm. apart right know? that's not on me all right. of it yeah. but right. but I did right yeah. you know so um yeah I think a hundred percent if I put my you know head in and heart into something I'm not gonna fail but I'm not gonna feel it that right so when you asked earlier about how do you balance I don't know because I feel like I'm all in or not. And sometimes I get in over my head because I'm trying to be all in 
with friends and all in with boyfriend mm-hmm. and all in with yeah. a Bloody Mary mix and a restaurant right. and kids mm-hmm. and that finding that you know, balance is a lot. And yeah. I know we're all struggling. It's like one with of those it. balance balls, you know, right. and you're like, whoa. Ooh. Well, and it's it's directly related to what they need. Right. So it's not even about what you can give. It's what they feel like they need from you. Mm. So solid point. I mean, mm-hmm. from a kid standpoint, you know, my daughter may be calling me nonstop right now because mm-hmm. she needs me, but right. I'm doing this right. for me. So am I right in doing this? Right. Or am I right in saying, hey, I need to take a break. Mm-hmm. I go talk to my 24-year-old kid. Right. You know, like. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's always a struggle to not listen to other people's expectations of you mm-hmm. and to only kind of operate on what you know that you can give. Right. So some of us can stretch ourselves thinner than others and you can only do what you can do. Right. So Exactly. Well, and we, we all struggle with it. That's why I wanted to bring yeah. it up. I'm, 100%. You're, even on the outside, while you have this booming, successful biz- business, you know, know that somebody right. like you is dealing with the same struggles. 100%. Like I, I watch Megan especially. I mean, I probably have it the easiest. My kid's grown and mm-hmm. I don't have littles at home. She's got seven. <sighs> I heard that on the you know, one and is, <laughs> like, what? Is very, seven? is very successful <laughs> at her job and managing the office that she does like mm-hmm. a fucking boss. Um, and then all the extracurricular activities and the podcast and yeah. all of it. Um, yeah, I mean, we even had to tiered back the show to every other Wednesday mm-hmm. from every Wednesday. Um, if I'm being honest, if for my own selfish reasons, but also because I'm looking at somebody that's a partner in my life and I don't want things to overstress her sure. either. Mm-hmm. So I know that if it was stressing me, I can only <laughs> imagine what it was doing for her. You um, know my answer. I'm, I'm fine. fine. I was just <laughs> always say, does fine. She speak up? No, no say. she's always fine. Megan's always fine. I'm but, always fine. But I used to be always fine. Yeah. Me too. It's my um, struggle. But finding those, we'll call it the healthy boundaries. We'll go with the the the, yeah. the key tick word for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But it is important. Mm-hmm. Like, are you making time for yourself? Are you making? Can you turn your phone off? What does making time mean, too? Right. I mean, I've struggled. I've been sharing with a couple people. So my youngest is 21, and Mm -hmm. he's a senior at Iowa State. I still haven't really felt like I found a balance as an empty nester. Mm. Like, I was sure I'd be like, oh, my God, they're gone. I'm going to do this and this and this. And (laughs) I'm a little still... Because, you know, you spend all that time scheduling around, I got to go to this game and right. this game and get to this practice and do this and, you know, this homework and this, you know, ceremony or whatever the right. hell we're doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like everybody's gone and nobody needs you. Yeah. Right. Like, I, know so, I know so many of my girlfriends <laughs> going through that right it's now. It's just a weird, and I'm not it's even weird, sad yeah. exactly. Right. right. I'm just... It's just foreign. It's just really, I can't imagine with seven when they're all gone that you're Mm. like, what do I do with myself? Right. Just, I just have um, two that are gone, but um, yeah, it's because you stay busy as long as they're still there, though. Right. So even when I had the youngest at home, I still had him, even if he wasn't hanging out. He was still there. Right. We could go out to eat or go mm-hmm. to a movie or whatever. You still had to devote some of your yeah. attention time. Of course. Yeah. Your I still had to be there. Yeah. For him. Um, so yeah, it's been really uh, interesting trying to find myself, which is weird because you think when they're there, you know yourself. Like I biked a lot mm-hmm. and I did all these no, things and I was like, different. when they're gone, I'm going to bike every day. Yeah. I'm going to do this and I'm going to hang out with my friends and you know what I do? I sit home and read a book, you know? Yeah, but good Which for I you. enjoy. I was just going to ask, like, can you ever just be? Like, some people can't uh, come, some people can't sit still. So that's great yeah. that you're finding some alone yeah, time. It's, and, uh, yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons I made the decision to go every other week is mm-hmm. I have to turn off sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's when, just... So I'm divorced and, um, Oh, like back in the beginning, if my kids weren't with me, 
I mean, I was used to running sure. all the time. So when they weren't with me, I felt like I had to be like, oh, I should go get in some more mm-hmm. hours at work or, you know, I should take a second job mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I just ran myself into the fucking ground. We start filling our time. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of my empty nester friends say that what they find that they're doing is trying to fill those gaps. And then they just stress themselves right. out even yeah. fucking more. Yeah. yeah I didn't like, just good for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. just let it organically well, happen. It's really kind of hard to just sit around, but because then I feel like I should be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But we uh, all do. Yeah. We Winter, all do. it's a little easier. It yeah, is. for sure. Come over to my cold house. You won't <laughs> right, want to do right. shit. You'll get in the bed like, I'm not moving. Right. <laughs> um, I wanna I wanna wrap the show up with I and I gave you forewarning of this question. No. I want <laughs> your because oh what we didn't touch on too is that you also used to own Dirty Shirley's, yes. which was a little bar next door. Next door to Lucky's. Mm-hmm. Um give me your best drunken story. Oh or boy. or a, a montage of like some of the shit you've <laughs> had to do because you're front line. Yeah. So you see it. I mean So one of the things one of the skills of a very good bartender is to not let it get to that point. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I will say. And I think that I'm very good at not getting... I really did think about it. I'm like, I've seen a lot of things happen at bars, but that was more when I was a bar fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, you know, I can see stuff coming from a mile away. Yeah. There's going to be a fight. Now. These guys are going to fight uh-huh. and nobody's doing anything. Or this person's about to pass out or throw up at the bar uh-huh. and nobody's doing anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I I don't have any really – I mean, I've had to call the non-emergency line 5,000 times. Really? For? Um, somebody won't leave or they're drunk and they're mad that they got cut off or – um, you know, and the cops here are so nice. I mean, they really are. They just That's come good. in. They – you know, what are you doing, Tabitha? Right. right <laughs> Time to go home. Yeah, can I call somebody to come? You know, they're very um, support. They don't want to arrest people. Right. You know, yeah, right. they don't want to throw somebody in jail who's just in a bad spot. Right. Um, so we don't, and especially okay. since we switched. Right. Now ours, you don't have to deal with it. We just send them over to the Did you see bars. a huge uptick in your business when you, are you, do you, would you say you're primarily breakfast joint? So when you decided to go to breakfast, interestingly, that's what most people think. But I, our busiest time is around lunch. Really? Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, it was interesting. My sister was in the other day with her husband and said, "I didn't think it would be busy. We just came from the hospital." I go, "Well, our busiest hour, I think, is ten o'clock." And he said, my brother-in-law goes, does anybody work? I go, I know. When I opened, I thought everybody would come from 6 to 8 and everybody would go to work. Right. right? There's a lot of people who don't work 8 to 5. I don't work an 8 to 5 job, you know. So we get a lot of third shifters. We get a lot of, um, you know, people who work in the service industry. We get, Mm -hmm. you know, just all people who are retired. I'd say our, our biggest demographic is probably 40, 50. You know, thirty mm-hmm. to fifty, maybe. Yeah. If I were gonna guess, right. Um, but yeah, so we don't get a lot of. I mean, I used to have these Quaker guys who came in that were third shifters, and you know, when I'd walk, they'd be, be there at whatever six or seven, mm-hmm. and you know, I'd come waltzing in at like nine, and they're like, "Oh, mom's here," you know, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Okay, guys, language, language," <laughs> and I'd walk over, up. and I just have the look. Come on, guys. Um, but then I had Dirty Shirley, so I could just throw them next Tell them to go next door. Next door. Yeah. Next door. Yeah. Let the bartender over there take How long was Dirty Shirley's open for? It was just two years. The okay. uh, lease was up April 30th of 2020. So it was oh, right in the okay. middle of COVID. We didn't have food. Uh-huh. And I I couldn't in good conscience or financially decision-making-wise right. sign a lease. Keep that up. Yeah. Right. When I didn't know if it's Well, then you could open. focus all your love into attention. Into, Abs- to my baby. Right. Yeah. Which right. has always been It only baby. makes sense. Like yeah. you said, get a divorce, right? right. You had a divorce dirty, <laughs> exactly. Shirley. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I know you were a little nervous. See, I told you <laughs> yeah, it would be easy. Um, and just giving the world a little insight into... Yeah. Kicking ass and owning a business, and you got your kids raised now. And I look forward to watching Lucky's Grace, especially the Bloody Mary business, like watching yeah. that grow. Um, 
how can people find you and find your restaurant? Um, the address is 86 16th Avenue Southwest down oh. in Czech Village. Phone number, if you want to call ahead for seating, is 319-200-4590. Yes. And you're on Facebook? On Facebook. Any other social yep. media? Are you on the gram? We're on the we're on the gram or Twitter. I don't know. I don't Okay. You don't manage that. any of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we do have a website. Nice. But yeah, for all the uh, listeners in town, if you haven't been, check it out. For and sure. all the listeners outside, if you ever come to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, absolutely go there and get some grub. It's mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah. And I will be in for bingo night one of these ones. Love it. Heck yeah. But thank you again for coming, Heather. Yep, and we love you, all you listeners out there. You have a good night. We're going to end you with a little uh, Don't Fear the Reaper. Good night. Love.